you are listening to the Cigar Noise Boys. You walked into the party like you were walking onto a yacht. Your hat strategically dipped below one eye. Your scarf, it was apricot. Oh, you're so vain. Yeah. Oh. Carly Simon. Skip, were you looking that up? No, I know okay. that song. That's my generation. Nice. Uh, shout out to ICS. They mentioned Nova Scotia in that song. I haven't heard a song in forever. Yeah. The intro is super wild. It doesn't sound like any other song. I think my favorite song from the 80s is Dire Straits. That song's not from the 80s, Tyler. Is it from the 70s? The You're So Vain? Yeah. It's from the 70s. Oh, my bad. I think. Let me see what year it is. I would have... I have no clue, but I would have agreed with Tyler. Tyler, last month was Pirate Month. Yeah, Guess what sucks. April is. Guess what April is. Um, don't... Uh, 80s April. 80s? I guess I'll tell you. I'm an yeah. 80s baby. You're So Vain is 1972. Ooh, damn. Why did I think 80s? The year I was born. That song's 50 years old. Damn. What's up, Cigar Noise Boys? Dom and Tyler, here as always. Uh, on with Skip, Romacraft, Tobacco. Speaking of 50 years, the King Quaginario coming out soon. Soon. When is Mike's 50th? In in 24 okay so he's probably at least conceptually trying to think about something i think so <laughs> tyler what are you smoking right now i'm smoking the uh tatawahe pork tenderloin tuxtla tuxtla tuxedo yeah. all the way from phoenix for money nice. that skip gave me five minutes ago did Brandon design his Easter Bunny Lenny sticker? I guess Brandon's I not the only one who can. Yeah, there's one right there on the same that. The Easter Bunny sticker, the Lenny yeah. sticker. Did, ever, picture with that. did you ever hear the story behind that? No. About the Lenny thing. Uh, so I guess the shop hired a graphic designer or marketing guy, and he was he did, didn't come up with any good ideas except for he took a picture of Lenny. And put it on something, and then Lenny just took it and put it on everything he can get his hands on. So that's funny. Did you see the the Tyler approved Tyler Ruxtool approved one he did? Yeah. Or no, disapproved. <laughs> uh, Skip, you were just on. How about that cigar? I haven't listened to it, so if we repeat anything, we can just tell people to listen to that. I wanted to start off though something we talked about with Alex Benchwork Cigars. Batoon, I think I'm saying that properly. I had never heard of that as a process. Mm -hmm. uh, so is it frowned upon to discuss? Is that why, or do consumers just not need to know that? I don't is know. It, I mean, it's it like, like I don't, I don't think it's a secret. Is it? Do people? Do the majority of people view it as tampering with the purity of tobacco when you're adding something for the fermentation process? I mean, some people might consider that. I don't, I don't, I mean, you use batoon for a lot of things, right? So you have to add water to tobacco to ferment it. 
period. Mm-hmm. So if that tobacco has tobacco pieces in it, so it's kind of like has more kind of tobacco juice so that you have more bacteria or if you add sugar or if you add some other thing that's going to feed the bacteria to make the fermentation faster. Um, <clears throat> I guess that's kind of cheating, but I don't, I, you know, I think what happens is it gets fermented before the nicotine attenuates. So you have a, you have an issue, you know, there's a lot of these kinds of tobaccos where they're quote unquote strong, but they're really harsh because they're, they're fermented too fast. A lot of people do it. A lot of people like it. I mean, I think Padron does a lot of it, for example, and people love Padron. So if you like the cigar, what does it matter? Right. I don't, I don't think it's positive or negative. I think it's like a process. It's like, did you fry the potatoes? Did you bake the potatoes? Did you, you know, there's all kinds of different processes for getting the tobacco to the point where it's ready to use. Um, there's other kind of batoons that are meant to make tobacco taste different or so then at that point, it's kind of like the tobacco just becomes like a, the carrier of the flavor instead of the flavor itself, kind of like confused cigars. Um, for, so, for it to be batoon, anything added has to be before the fermentation process, correct? No, it no, can it, be it, can be ad- it can be added any time. It can be added before fermentation to speed up fermentation. It could be added to the tobacco as a flavoring uh, before it's before it's dried to be used. It could be added to the wrapper leaf after the cigar is already made. Um, okay. There's a lot of people that use it. Um, for me, I make a lot of cigars, so there's no reason for me to try to homogenize tobacco to make tobacco with different flavors taste the same always. Um, I think the super majority of people we buy tobacco from don't really use platoon. I think um, there's a, there's maybe one guy that we buy tobacco from that does use platoon, but he says he swears he doesn't. But you know, at kind of the end of the day, the tobacco tastes the way it's supposed to taste. So, um, you know, is so is it used mainly to homogenize for a large scale production? That's part of it, I think. You know, you take tobacco that's um, not not strong enough or not doesn't have the flavor and then you kind of make it taste the same every year by having this this material you put on it i mean look at the end of the day you stick the cigar in your mouth and you smoke it if you like it you like it doesn't matter right it doesn't matter you know it's like do you want to see how the sausage is made or do you want to smoke cigars right yeah the, the thing is if you're making cigars um or if you have a brand and you're getting that cigar made you really need to understand what's being, what's happening with the tobacco so that you can always repeat it. Ooh. Right. So if you have someone who's using Batoon uh, that's selling you filler and you, you create a blend with that. And then five years later, you have to switch to a different guy who's selling you different tobacco. You know, it may come from a different farm, maybe a different hybrid seed or, or a generation of seed. But if, if, if he was, if the guy selling to you was using Batoon, you better know that or you can never get tobacco that tastes, you know, the same. Yeah. So it's important to know what's happening. You know, part of the problem is, um, well, part of it is consumers want to know a lot of things that at the end of the day don't really make a difference to them. Right. Um, if your tobacco has 
the wine used in it do you, should you know that well you know there's no there's no you know ingredients list on the side of a of a cigar box right so you know super majority of what people tell you is bullshit anyway so um do you just want to do you just want them to tell you what you want to hear um so that you feel good about it or so you can repeat it and yeah you know i don't know so you know at the end of the day it's a, it's a choice i like the natural taste of tobacco um and uh, I don't mind taking the time to do tobacco slow. And I think I can tell the difference in the flavors. So, um, but like I said, there is one tobacco we use that I think the guy ferments with Batoon. It doesn't smell like it. You can't see it. It's not sticky. It's not, you know, too rapidly fermented, but he has his own little secrets. And the thing is, um, you know, I get, the, I get a lot of tobacco from him. And um, if, if that's what he does to the tobacco, he swears up and down he doesn't, but you know, you, you can kind of smell the process if you go through, you know, while the tobacco is being worked. I think he uses a little bit of molasses uh, in the batoon, but you know, uh, we don't do it. So that's, mm -hmm. I don't know if that answers your question. I don't think it's bad. I don't think it's good. It's, it's like saying um, people who use marinade, on their in their chicken versus just using salt and pepper or whatever you know yeah it, it's a it's a if you taste it the proof is in the eating of the pudding if you like the way the cigar tastes then what difference does it make like it's you know, like adding liquid smoke to a barbecue yeah they're not adding they're not adding um you really want to know what's in a mcrib <laughs> you know well, either, you like, either you like it or you don't but i guarantee it's not rib I feel like a lot of the questions they ask, they just know so little about it that they don't know the right questions to ask. Like even me, who's been who's been on Nicaragua, and I don't, I know half a percent. So it's like the questions I'm asking are probably not the right ones. But I mean, you go to a restaurant and you say, "Hey, I want the uh, this lasagna," and the chef might tell you, "Look, it's got cheese, it's got um, sauce, it's got pasta, it's got meat." pork or beef or whatever um if, if you say does it have this that the other the chef's gonna be like go fuck yourself i'm not telling you what's in you know unless you have an allergy that i need to know about you know or something um otherwise eat it don't eat it if you like it eat it again if not i'm serving you a plate of food that you ordered off the menu it's not my responsibility to teach you exactly how i make this lasagna you know what i mean Ooh. I'm going to make a literary so, reference. Tyler, have you read Huckleberry Finn? No. Oh, are you serious? One of the best books ever. I just taught it um, this chapter today. So you're talking about how consumers want to know all this information, even though they can't really apply it to anything. It's just information to maybe repeat. Uh, there's a part in the novel. They're at an indoor funeral. And there's this dog just going crazy in the cellar. And so they can't do anything in the funeral because his dog's too loud. The undertaker goes down, the barking stops and everyone's still waiting. He comes back up and he whispers to the pastor or whatnot. Uh, it had a rat or it was playing with a rat and knowing that it was playing with a rat was more important to people, more impressive to people 
than the fact that it stopped and they could continue with the funeral. Okay, that's our educational segment for today. No, I mean, here's my thing. If, if there's a, a cigar that's being sold and you need me to tell you, okay, okay this, is the, this is kind of the body of the cigar. This is what, what it's similar to. This is the kind of experience you're going to have for you to kind of buy it. I guess I get that. You know, I, I kind of feel like, hey, it's, you know, it's $8 take the leap or don't, but you know what I'm saying? It's not like it, you know, it's not do, do, smoke not, it or don't, if, you, you know, but I'm not, I'm not going to fucking, uh, I made 385,000 of them. I'm not going to spend a lot of time telling 385,000 people, Hey, please buy this cigar. Let me, let me give you a, the fucking owner's manual to this $8 cigar. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, it, it, it's a cigar it has no special features it, it has no magic tobacco it's not aged differently it's a different blend it's going to be strong it's going to be medium uh it's a lot like this blend a little bit different it's eight dollars that's all the information you should need to know to buy it or don't buy it right now once you smoke it you're like man i really like that you buy a box hey man i really like that you buy another two or three boxes now you're investing you're saying you know i really want to know what it is about this cigar that i that i like so much right um and you describe to me hey there's this 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 flavor i get out of it it's different than this it's different than this but you know i i, I might be able to tell you hey you know that's because it has uh this dominican tobacco in it from leo reyes or whatever all of our cigars have that. So if you like that aspect of it, you're going to like it in all of our cigars. You're going to detect it more in the milder cigars and a little bit less in the strong cigars. Um, I know it's from this region. So it, so that later on when you go, man, I really like this Tatuaje or I really like this uh, Casado or I really like this Ernie Carrillo. And you go, I get that similar kind of flavor. Then you could say, does this have this tobacco from Leo Reyes? And you go, okay, yeah, I, now I recognize that. You know, like I like this certain drummer on this jazz and jazz drummer. So any track he's on, I really like it. You know what I mean? So that's a different story because you're kind of invested in the, in the, you've, you've, you've bought in and you're just trying to learn for the sake of learning about why it is you like it. That, that's a lot different thing than you coming up to me like a fucking little punk and saying uh what is the blend in this cigar please tell me what priming is the is this what seed is this and what was the fermentation technique how many days did you have the lajero in this and the what farm did it come from and it's like get the fuck out of here get the fuck out of here yeah do, do you ask the, the the mcdonald's where your what farm your fucking eggs came from what color the chicken was like you know was it free was it Right. So the, the point is the difference is one is you're being a fucking asshole. Like, like you're, like you're trying to prove to me, you know, something about cigars or, or whatever. I don't know. The other one, you're really trying to, to learn about it and understand what it is about it. You like, and still the answer may be, look, man, I'm not going to tell you about the blend. If you like it, keep buying those cigars. Right. Yeah. I was talking to uh, some of the guys at the shop, triple B. Um, I know he listens. And we we're talking about how A would be if you smoke a cigar blind. It's a cool party trick to be able to pick out 
maybe what type of tobacco is used or region. But beyond that, it would be good knowledge to have to then find out what cigars you actually prefer based on the tobacco when people post. Yeah, but if you want to do that, part, okay, but let me tell you two things. One, that party trick is mostly bullshit, right? And it has no, I mean, really, honestly. As in you think people already know what. That's like, that's like me. That's like me eating a tomato sauce and going, ooh, this has garlic in it. It has onions. Uh, I think this is actually, you know, they use breadcrumbs. Uh, you, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you tell me what factory it is. I'm going to give you a pretty good shot. You, you, you name a cigar that was made at Aganorsa, I could tell you what's in it. Mm. Corojo and Criollo. Jalapa from this farm. Condega from this farm. The wrapper is, you know, is probably from this region. It's Nicaraguan, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. It, it's not, it's not so much a, it's a parlor trick more than it, more than it is. It's like the more, you know, about kind of the, where a cigar comes from, look, there's some cigars I can smoke and I can go, I definitely know this has a lop in it, or I definitely know this has this guy's tobacco in it. But, and there's guys like Arsenio Ramos and other people who, who could sit down and, and, and smoke a cigar and they could tell you exactly what the fuck's in it. But, you know, I'm not a sommelier. I'm a cigar maker and a cigar smoker. And you don't have to, you don't have to know all that stuff in order to enjoy a cigar. On the other hand, to your second point, um, if you want to learn that, you're not going to learn that by, by some cigar maker telling you what's in the cigar you like. You're going to learn it by going down to Nicaragua and smoking Jalapa for two straight weeks. You're going to learn it by going down, you know, to the Dominican and smoking you know, um, Mao Peloto Cubano for two straight weeks. And then smoking another Peloto Cubano and understanding what's the difference between one versus the other. It's like, you're, you're not gonna be able to pick, pick garlic out of a tomato sauce. Like if I tell you this tomato sauce has garlic and this tomato sauce has garlic, and then I lie to you about another tomato sauce, say it doesn't. And then you taste basil and you think in your head that the basil is garlic because every cigar that tastes like basil someone told you it had garlic in it then then you're not really learning anything you're just trying to uh, put together stuff based on inaccurate information or for tomatoes tomato sauce is billed as a garlic tomato sauce and then you have like a garlic fried chicken and you think that's the commonality in both but it's they're completely different things just one common ingredient no i'm telling you okay so let's say there's three tomato sauces they all three have basil you taste basil. You say, mm, what's in this? I don't know. It's got garlic in it. And you associate garlic with basil. Mm. Then some guy tells you a tomato sauce has garlic in it when it really doesn't, but it does have basil in you. Yeah, I can taste garlic. It's like, no, you're not. You're tasting basil, but you think basil is garlic because you've never tasted basil by itself. You've never tasted garlic by itself. You're just basing it on, on, on you know, incomplete information that someone's telling you that this is what you're tasting. It's like, well, I have no idea what the fuck you're tasting. If I showed you the color orange and I told you that that was blue, you'd walk around going, oh, the, the Denver Broncos have orange in their uniform. Yes, they do. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys have orange in their uniform. No, they don't. They, yes, they do. It's silver and orange. I'm like, no, that's blue. No, I tasted blue before. It's like, well, okay, well, then what the fuck do I know? I just make cigars. The point is, buy the fucking cigar. If you like it, buy it again. If you don't, don't. I'm not. I'm not pushing back against people who want to be kind of cigar geeks and get educated. But if you want to do that, the way to do that is not by asking me what's in a cigar. The way to do that is use your vacation time 
to go down to Nicaragua or the Dominican or whatever and start smoking puros of tobacco. If you want to do that, take apart cigars and smoke parts of the cigar and try to narrow down what you think it is. If you want to do that, order individual tobacco from the, the internet. Uh, you can order filler from the internet. You can order binder and wrapper from the internet as a consumer. Order that. What else did? Look at it, smell it, roll it, learn how to roll a little blunt and smoke it until you until you know that hey, that's basil, that's basil, that's garlic, that's onions, that's you know. If I give you a pizza and you say, What kind of cheese is in this? And I'm gonna say XYZ. It's like, well, <laughs> you tell me it has Parmesan, that doesn't mean anything. Is it Parmesan from the little green craft can or is it Parmesan from a big wheel that some master guy took off of a thing 15 years ago? I don't know. It's Parmesan. It's like, well, uh, you know, again, you want to be a cigar maker? Go put 25 years into being a cigar maker like me. If you want to be a cigar consumer, how about let's learn the basics? Like this, this, this cigar, the reason why it has no flavor is because it uses low priming. It has no flavor because... Uh, the wrapper is cooked or, or uh, you know, manipulated in some way. Um, but, but as long as you're the guy out there spending $25 on cigars that cost $2 to make, I don't have a lot of time to invest in teaching you how to become a, you know, master blender. Yeah. Because you, you don't even know how to be a, an average consumer yet. <laughs> an informed consumer. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And when uh, you tell me you love Cuban cigars, that's, you're automatically kind of, I, I, you know, I don't, it's not worth the, investment. I met a, a, a guy today or a couple of days ago, I was training him. He's like, Oh yeah, I saw you smoking a cigar. I'm like, yeah, I, I smoke a lot. He's like, yeah, I decided that I was in Puerto Rico and I was going to get a good cigar. So I, I'm like, where else can you get a Cubano? My first cigar. I got it at Puerto Rico. I'm like, Oh man, that's the only cigar. I'm like, that probably wasn't a Cuban, <laughs> but okay. Well, yeah. You're, I think about me. I think about when I, I think about when I was coming up, right? And I wanted to learn because when I came up, there was no information about wrapper, filler, binder. There was no, I mean, I didn't even know the three parts of a cigar until I was a couple of years into buying cigars. I didn't, the box said Honduras. I didn't know there was cigars in Honduras made with tobacco from other countries. I certainly, I, I understood the concept of primings, but the fact is, uh, the Lajero in your cigar may not have actually come from the Lajero priming. It could be high texture tobacco from the Viso priming. The Viso in your cigar could actually be from the Lajero priming, but it has low texture, so they classified it as Viso. Once it comes off the plant, um, very seldom are, are, are different uh, primings kept together. What happens is it's resorted by texture. So the low texture Lajero becomes Viso. The high texture Viso becomes Lajero. The, low, the high texture Seco becomes Viso. And it really didn't matter what priming it came off of. Right? But we still refer to it as, you know, the, the part of the plant because it generically refers to a, a texture or a size. Right? So my point is learn all the things that you should learn about cigars in general first. But if you say, is this Criollo or Corojo? You know, so here's what I would like to do. This is a Corojo leaf on the table. This is a, a Criollo, Criollo leaf on the table. 
There's one of each. You tell me which one is which, and then I'll answer your question. Because if you can't pick the Criollo leaf out of two leaves on the table, then why are you asking me this question? It means nothing. It's like me asking a, a, a master violinist if they're, what kind of wood their violin is made of. Because it makes me sound like I'm, I'm, I'm interested. It makes me sound like I know what the fuck I'm talking about. I have no fucking idea what kind of wood violins are made out of. But I read somewhere that somebody had a violin made out of mahogany and someone had a violin made out of balsa or whatever. And it's like uh, the, the article said mahogany was better. So I'm listening to this music and I'm like, hey, uh, I had, now that I have a chance to talk to you, what kind of wood is your violin made of? I was like, none of your fucking business. Did you like the music or no? Right? I'm not here to. I don't know. Again, it, it seems to me like there are people who are genuinely interested. And I, I mean, like Tyler is generally interested. But generally, the way I kind of approach Tyler is like, Tyler, you're asking me level 10 questions when you haven't mastered level four. So master level four, then we'll go to level five. And when we get to level 10, we'll be at level 10. I just want to get to level two. I'm not going to answer your level 10 question just because you want to pretend to have an interesting conversation with me, you know? Oh, come Hey. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, Dom? Yeah. Oh, hey. Check out the segue. Speaking of the color blue, it was a little bit of a, it was a callback like 10 minutes ago now. Uh, the King Quaginario. So the colors of Romecraft bands, I know Neanderthal, I think is Texas, Longhorns Orange. Uh, the Baca is Roll Tide Crimson. No. no? Oklahoma. Oh, dang it. Dooners, baby. The King Quaginario, is that navy blue? Uh, it kind of started with like Dallas Cowboy Blue, but then, but then you know I chose different Panatones, like different mm -hmm. grades of it based on how it printed on the paper. It's so it's not the exact Panatone as Dallas Cowboys, but it's kind of blue and silver and white. Cool. But, what color know, would you... all the Dallas Cowboy haters? I, you know, you know, I don't want to tell them that. Uh, what color is the the Volstead band. Well, I saw the color, but what is it called? Like, what's the name? Or brown? Brown. Okay. What What is the What does VO stand for in Volstead? It's the first two letters of the word Volstead. Okay. Just like WR's Whiskey Rebellion. Okay. But B A B A E C W R. It has to have two letters. Got gotcha. C C M A Q N E B K. QG. Gotcha. Uh, sh shout out to our sponsor, Cigar Noise. Dave West does all the social media, whatnot for Small Batch Cigar. He does uh, interviews on there. Check out Blind Reviews. Tyler, you seen anything on Small Batch recently that you uh, wanted to buy? Um, you see the coffee break sampler? Uh, yeah, I had a knuckle dragger in there, right? Uh, Cro-Mag. Oh man, Pestra Moyerilo, Moyerilo. Okay, it's a size smaller. Moyerilo, Moyerilo. Yeah, small one. Coffee break. Mueller, Mueller. Okay. Cigar noise. Nice. Uh, we got some listener questions. We haven't talked about the Visa Horny yet. Rudy wants to know how the project truck is coming along. Are you asking me? <laughs> yeah. So Rudy's asking. Tyler, do you have a truck? 
it's not my project, so. Oh. Are you talking? Are you asking about Viso Horny? No, no, this no, no. Is... Rudy asked about one of your trucks. I oh. think the one that's probably still being worked on. Yeah, they're all, I think they're always a uh, uh, work in progress. All right. So the '64, I have I have it back in. There was a problem with the one of the distributor wires being grounded. It was idling incorrect, and then I had to change the rack opinion. And then um, on the '53, they're still tuning. They're still tuning it. I still have to get uh, the uh, brake um, cylinder uh, painted and stuff. So. It's kind of like down to little things. They're both drivable, but um, cool. Yeah. Uh, James says, "Tell Skip go Navy, accelerate your life." That's right. Uh, Who's James? Alec, uh, exceptional cigar two two nine. He's an ICS. Oh, he's a cool it's, dude. Um, yeah, where you where you can sell the seven Cs. Uh, Alex Benchworks says, "Clarify to Skip the Visa Horny was made with Connecticut broadleaf and not." Pennsylvanian, he said on HBTC, it's Pennsylvanian. It was blended with U.S. Connecticut broadly. <laughs> is he explaining to me what what the fucking blend is? I think so. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it was originally blended with Connecticut broadleaf, and then we actually made it with Pennsylvania broadleaf. So, because uh, the Connecticut broadleaf we have left is not good enough to make the cigars, hmm. and the P the PA was better, so. The packaging should say U.S. Broadleaf, not U.S. Connecticut Broadleaf. It will be uh, adjusted and fixed. And you're uh, frozen again, like it happened last night. But so you're, 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 it's fine. You got a better uh, freeze framing last night. Uh, see, Yogi says no questions. Need for Skip. He's gonna tell what you need to know. Oh, he skipped left. He's going to rejoin. Okay. Well, he didn't hear Yogi's. You'll have to repeat it. Oh, uh, sure. Have Skip on again. What about me? Sorry, Yogi. Oh, Yogi wants to come back on? Yeah. You can have Yogi back on. Me, Millennial, Chat GPT. Did you see Nick? That was a while ago. He posted that write up about Foundation Cigars, and it was just <laughs> from Chat GPT. I think he typed yeah. in his name. That was funny. What was the question I missed from Yogi? Uh, Yogi said no questions for Skip. He's going to tell you what you need to know. That's true. No, I don't mind questions. I know I'm coming across like a fucking... Like I, I'm just not in a great mood, generally, <laughs> for the last two years. So, uh, Andre DS95 says... But once I'm talking to so someone, if you had to spend the time I've had to spend with Tyler, you would be in a bad mood. So, well, I feel hey, I've, I've been, <laughs> I've been trying not to be around too much. This podcast is where I get all my pent up frustration out. Uh, how come he makes advertising on TS TCA, the Cigar Authority? Why do I advertise with Dave on the Cigar Authority? I think that's the question on the after show because, um, they sell a lot of our cigars. So it's basically like a form of a discount more than anything. Mm -hmm. And they have a good audience. And um, um, I think they were framing it. Why not on here? <laughs> but I, we don't, we don't really. Okay. In general, okay, this is, again, this is a, 
this is one of those questions where you're asking a question and it has, and, and I'm perceiving that there's like this, this like uh, subliminal message. Yeah. There's like this ulterior agenda yeah. behind. So, so here's the, so here's the right question. Hey, um, you guys generally don't advertise, but for some reason you advertise only in one place. Why is that? Okay. Let me answer that question. We don't advertise because advertise advertising is a form of demand generation. It is a way to increase your demand for your product. When you make, when you, when your demand is already more than what you make, it does not make sense to pay to increase your demand even more. Right. Okay. That checks out. Okay. So that's why we don't generally advertise. The second part of the question that, that could be asked is, okay, but you do have, if it doesn't make sense to advertise to generate demand, why do you advertise with, with two guys? And it is because uh, two reasons. One, Dave and I were talking about this idea of an after show, kind of the way um, Real Time with Bill Maher does the overtime segment, right? And it, it may be good kind of like deeper information, like a, like a Patreon that people um, would, would like to, to hear more real answers without all the ads and everything. Yeah. So it's like, hey, this is the after show. It's sponsored by Roma. Boom. But then with the strength and character and all that stuff, it's become also a, a container for advertising. So it doesn't so much fit anymore. But, you know, Dave does a lot of volume with us every year and we don't discount. So, you know, we give him a little bit back in the form of advertising, which kind of greases the skids for the relationships and makes it more profitable him and good for us. So that's why we do that. If somebody else... um. You know, if CI came to us and said, um, hey, we could double your sales, but, you know, we really would like you to help us do that by helping us promote it, putting it in the catalog and that stuff. My answer would be, we can't send you any more stuff anyway. So thanks for the offer, but maybe, you know, maybe someone else could benefit from that more than us. Dave came to us and, and I, I went to Dave and I said, hey, Dave, there's a lot of people that they're in your kind of audience that aren't really in our audience they may not know about our cigar how you should have all of our cigars on your website and he says well you know i don't have that much room in the store and i said well what if we got more traffic to your website through this kind of ad would you carry all of our products and you know and get it to these people who who, who aren't in the audience you know, they're not cigar hustler people. They're not Instagram people. They're not Facebook people per se. They're, they're a different audience. Right. And he said, yeah, that sounds great. And we increased sales with him a lot. And, um, you know, he's just a good retailer. He orders when he needs it. He pays on time, pays full price. So it made sense for us, but like we, we, it's more about it's more about becoming closer with that particular retailer than it is about generating more sales. Got it. I think this is El Dandy Cubano. He was using old grapevine cigar and tobacco for questions too. He says, any new TV series to recommend before anyone has any recommendations? Skip, I think in the cigar industry, you're the biggest influencer of non-cigar things. You posted a, a photo of towels the other day. I'm sure people bought them. Those uh, towels are dope. <laughs> you posted something about Andor. 
So I had started Andor during Andor my honeymoon. Dope. I'd see I watched two episodes and then uh just didn't finish. I saw what you posted, got back into it, and I really enjoyed it. I gotta watch yeah. that. Any any other uh shows you guys are watching? Yeah, so this I'm kind of in the secession. So that's this is the last season of that. Mm. Um I kind of like that one because it only comes out once a week and then you have to kind of um, you have to wait for it. Um, I just wa- I just kind of binged beef on Netflix. I've heard about Ali with Ali Wong and it was really good. Oh, I got to finish that. We saw three episodes the other night. Um, I've been watching a lot of on patrol uh, live the, the police TV show. Because when I'm working at, you know, midnight to three or four in the morning, it's just makes me feel really good about myself. The, when I, I see, say, yeah. makes <laughs> when me I... feel better about my, my choices. <laughs> right. <laughs> Whenever I'm like, oh man, shit's kind of, it's like, oh fuck. Yeah. I'm doing pretty good. Um, no, I really like that show. Um, the tough part about watching that um, at your place is I don't know if it's, uh, if it's, the sirens on the street or the tv show no i'm just i haven't really you're, no in san juan there's there's no noise no i mean in in east austin yeah i mean have we even have i even invited you to the san juan house yet i've been there once i think like, Alyssa might have been invited mm, that you was stayed, a yes you stayed the night in the san juan house no not yet yeah yeah uh congrats <laughs> to el dandy the guest house is mine i thought no, let me give you some more shows. Okay. Hey, go on. Um, I watch Circus every week uh, on Showtime. Never heard of that. Don't know that one. I actually sent a, a, a kind of a note to John Holland a couple weeks ago, one of the hosts, and he responded back on Inst- on Instagram, like through my direct messages, which was pretty cool. Oh, you suddenly do. And I don't even have a blue check mark. Did you know you can buy buy a meta blue check mark for Instagram and uh, Facebook now? Yeah, fifteen bucks. A month. So let me so so remind put a put a pin in this. I want to talk about blue check marks. I want to get your opinion. Dom, on that. remember that. Dom, but uh, Wait, other Wait. Sh- other shows. Mandalorian. Uh, do you like it still? I do. I love. I love it. It's like uh, it's like one of the old westerns, like Gunsmoke that I used to watch when I was a kid. You know, there's there's a new stranger in town. There's an hour worth of problems. You know, there's oh, uh, um. No, I was thinking there's Boba a little Fett. book of Boba. Boba. I don't know. I didn't like kids. Boba Fett so much. I didn't like that one so much. Um, what else? Did you like Skywalker, the Luke one? I didn't see that one. Oh, okay. Secession. You mean I'm Kenobi? trying to think. I'm trying to think the things that are on my DVR. Secession, Circus, um, Real Time with Bill Maher. Beef, I just binged. Did you get into Yellowstone and all those? Um, I, I, I like the, the spinoffs more than the original. Like the the one with Harrison Ford was really good. And then the, the even the one that was older than that with... Uh, with uh, Indi- Sam Elliott? No, he's no. in there. With uh, Tim McGraw oh. in, in Faith, Faith Hill. That was really... I think it was called 1883 or something. It was really good. I like his movies a lot. Um, he did Hello High Water. That's uh, a great movie. Wind River. Great movie. 
I think he did Sicario too. Yeah, he's a good writer. Yeah, I haven't seen his TV because it's hard. It's they talked about it on the Bill Simmons oh. podcast a year ago about the weird streaming how to watch it. The contract. He did, he, did, he also did Mayor of uh, Shit Town or whatever the prison one. Oh yeah, Ma- York, Mayor, of, or... Mayor of Kingstown. Kingstown, yeah. So I like that one with uh, Jeremy Renner. I've been watching that. He almost died. Jim Does he have one yeah. leg now? No, oh. he's got both of them, but it was close. I don't know. I would yeah. say num- the number one recommendation right now would be Beef and Secession. Got it. And congrats to El Dandy. He's expecting his first grandchild next month. And you want to know what cigar he should smoke? I say if it's going to be a boy, a Fiorella. Sorry, Fiorella. A Wonderlust. What am I saying? If it's a girl... 13th anniversary, Room 101. Pink and baby blue. You think the whole tagline of two in the pink, one in the stink with that cigar would be... Tyler, that's not a time to bring that up. But that's the whole marketing thing with it. No, two in the pink would be twins. (laughs) I have a granddaughter coming at the end of this month. Um, What I would say is if there's, you know, if you got a humidor that... You kind of like, for example, I just pulled out uh, this Camacho from like 2006 or seven or something. No, probably eight or nine. This Maduro diploma, you know, I just saw it in there and I was like, hey, I'm going to smoke that. But there are cigars that you kind of like, I don't want to smoke that right now. I'm going to save it for a special occasion. There shouldn't be that many of those, but that's the one I would smoke for. Then you should buy a box of cigars and smoke it on the birthday every year. That's a good idea. Tyler. Wait, speaking of kids, Dom, any any news you want to share? About my students? Look who's, ta- look who's oh. talking. No, look no, but here, but here, Tyler, I think what I'm going to light up, uh, I'm going to light up an Adrian that I was gifted. There you go. Number one. Over when Skip handed them all out, Mike's like, whoa, 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 I don't have too many of those left. <laughs> yeah. If you want to have a new baby, though, the the clear answer is smoke the viso horny. Yes, it's like uh, funky cold Medina. I don't know what that is. Is that like, it's like sexy? Oh, music? It's like Spanish fly. You never heard funky cold Medina by Tone Loke? No. Sitting at the bar at my local discotheque. <laughs> You got to go listen to that. You got to download that on Apple Music. I feel like that's going to make me uncomfortable or pregnant. It's basically just a substance that makes you want to get get busy. Mm. So if you want to have babies, you know. Put on some Enigma, Sade, Seal. Yeah. If I get married, or when I get married, I mean. When I get married, I want to elope. I want to say I was sold boring. this spot on this podcast um, that Mo was going to be here and that Dom was not going to be here. Yeah, no, what? Okay. Me. I told you Mo has been, I'm, I'm like, I don't know if you've been listening, but we've been having Mo on. And uh, I asked him if he wanted to be on. And he's like, well, you have a guest. And so uh, I'll let you guys talk about. It. I'm like, well, all right, whatever. So. But yeah, Dom, we we only done no. Dom's been on everyone. He won't even do them without me, and I want him to do them without me. But he's we gotta have we both gotta be on. So. Okay. I mean, so you I'm can... sorry, I didn't, didn't mean to Wait, where you. are the, where are these live questions coming from? 
they're not live i posted a story on instagram so i'm just looking through those okay so these questions have nothing to do with what we're talking about no okay is, is <laughs> i tried because- i try to segue in with the the tv comment the color blue okay let, let the man he's 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 making some connections we do have an analogy segment though and we have i think el dandy again don viso if bad bunny were a cigar what cigar would it be i think is is actually the appropriate is form is don horny <laughs> mr <laughs> mr horny uh mr lover lover sir. real quick i want to tell you so like i think after our third date Alyssa asked me what my instagram was <laughs> oh and i spelled it out <laughs> like oh it's a b i s o h o r n y you're like be so horny i'm like yeah and then i, I had do, to explain what it meant i do the same thing uh when my emails you, you gotta has... you gotta break up the horny tyler you gotta say it's vi right s o h o okay and then r and then NY. So they don't put if you say V I S O H O R R N Y, you're giving away the game. I think I might I forgot exactly. I just remember it. And I'm like, yeah. So my my email address, which is my first email address, has stallion in it. <laughs> and I, I always spell that for people. <laughs> That's so uh, I love when I'm talking to people and I'm giving them my email, and it's like R-O-M-A, like Roma, and then craft, like craft with a C, mm. then Tobac, T-O-B-A-C. And they say, and I, like I was ordering cigars the other day, I was giving her, like, she couldn't get Tobac. I'm like, I'm ordering cigars. It's T-O-B-A-C, like tobacco. Oh, okay. It's, uh, you know. I think it's oh, for me when I type it out, the hashtag, the two T's throws me off. The craft, the T at the end, and then the tobacco. I mean, you know, you could go, you know, pure medical, uh, military phonics, right? Yeah. Like R. Roger, Tango, Alpha, Yankee, Lima, Echo, Romeo. Yeah, it's Romeo, not uh, would you say? I said Roger. I don't know. Not. We had to memorize that at the airport to get our badges in Milwaukee. Alpha Bravo, Charlie Delta Echo, Fox Trot. Yeah, anyways. Go ahead. I'm checking your accuracy here. All right, let me start. Okay. G Alpha is Bravo. what? G is what? Golf. Uh-huh. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, Hotel. I. Did you forget Igloo the alphabet? Yes, yeah, so your problem is the alphabet, not the <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Hotel. Uh, Igloo. No. No, Indiana. Indiana. No. No, uh, India. India. Yeah. H I J. Uh, oh, fuck. I'm. I'm why is it? I want to say Juliet, but it's not it. Ju- it's Juliet's up. right. Juliet's right. H I J K. Uh, Kilo. Uh huh. Lima. Yeah. M is. Oh fuck me. M is. I forgot M. I forgot. My, it's Mike. Mike. November. Uh-huh. Oscar. Uh-huh. P is fuck. Pa- Papa. Papa. Oh. 
Q is Quebec. Uh-huh. R. Huh? Yeah. R is Romeo. Uh-huh. S is Sierra. Uh-huh. T is Tango. Uniform. Victor. X-ray. No. W. Whiskey. Whiskey. I know W. Whiskey. And then uh, Zulu. Zulu Z. So Mike. I should have known Mike. And Papa. I'm going to have to Mike. Your Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. Whiskey. T- what the fuck? Yeah. Whiskey yeah. Tango Foxtrot. <laughs> or fucked up FUBU. Fucked up beyond rec- uh, rec- all recognition. FUBAR. 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 So. Yeah. All right. I got to. I'll remember it next time. But I, people that work in call centers, they don't use the uniform one, but they they'll go, they'll be like Apple, Baby, Canoe. Ooh. It's like you're fucking me up with these words. It's like I, I swear we to don't God. we don't use the military one because it's associated with war and violence. I swear are, to God, are, somebody... like aren't you in a call center in Vietnam? Uh, someone I know was working at a call center and they were reading out their confirmation number and for Q they said queef. No. So. What, what do you what do you think a queef is, Tyler? Uh, I'm interested in because you say oh. that to, you say that to shock us, and I Not really shock. I, I really want to know. I really want to know if you know what that is. Exactly. I mean, I'm not asking for a medical explanation. Uh. I mean, I don't feel this is a family. We're rated uh, explicit, but I do think my students sometimes. It's also it. known as a, a pussy fart or a muff puff. Oh my goodness. <laughs> a muff puff. A little bit of air that gets in a woman's vagina. Sometimes it happens after you have intercourse. It can also happen if you just. Oh, have see, a, he, like, see what he did. See what he did. A goddamn vagina. There's nothing um, you should be embarrassed about. He urban dictionaried it. Well, yeah. He urban dictionaried it. Of course. I'm surprised he didn't even spell it, to be honest. So he gets bonus points for that. Queef. Uh, no, it, it auto-filled uh, it in my uh, search bar. So you've used that a lot, that word? By the way, Dom, this is like 80% of our conversations. Just making him uncomfortable? Well, just asking him questions to, to see if he has answers or if he, mm. or if he will tell the truth, basically. Mm. I want to understand how his mind works. Uh, Bookmark coming back to it. Blue check marks. Okay. Blue check marks. Yeah. Tread lightly. Why? There's people I know who, and we know who paid for the, the check mark. And, uh, I wouldn't, I don't see myself ever paying 15 bucks for a check mark, but. Okay, so here's what I'll say. American Express has asked me, hey, do you want a black card? Okay, I've been a member since 1990. I got an American Express Platinum when I was was 23, I think. Uh, I don't know. I can't believe they gave it to me. I never even had an American Express Gold or American Express. No, I think I did have an American Express. And I traveled a lot, and maybe that's why they offered me the Platinum. But anyway, I took the Platinum, and then I found out they wanted to charge me $300 for it. And I kind of did the math on the the travel points and all that stuff. I was like, okay, I'll take it. But like, like I give a shit if the clerk thinks I'm richer because I have a different color credit card, right? Mm-hmm. But, but at least they asked me, right? So it's nice, yeah. you know, so at some point, Merrick Express says, hey, hey, 
you guys are doing, you know, million, you know, we do a lot of business stuff on American Express. So it's like, do you guys want a black card? It's like, what, do you, what, what it's like $5,000, $6,000 a year. I'm like, nope, I'm out. Ooh. Like, for what reason? There's no, there's no, I have a concierge. I can literally call American Express Platinum and say, help me do this. And, and I have a person who can do that. So why do I need a black card? And really it's just to say, you have one. Yeah. I'm, I'm high, I'm better, right? I'm whatever. But at least you can't apply for a black card. They have to ask you, right? So at least in that, in that extent, it's, it's kind of legit. So the blue mark forever was, and I'm trying to remember, uh, <coughs> MySpace or Friendster, if they had any kind of like verified account. Um, I know you could you could sit. I know there were there was a time when Twitter. You no, know, there was a time when uh, one of them, if you were using a name like your real name you had to send them an ID to prove that that was your name or they were going to discontinue your account. So like if you, if you had like Viso Horny was your Viso was your first name and Horny was your last name, they're going to say, okay, this doesn't seem like a legit identity. Send me a picture of your driver's license. that says Viso Horny. And then they go, okay, we'll change your account to Tyler Jeffrey. Right. But if there were like a really famous Tyler Jeffrey and that person wanted the account Tyler Jeffrey and you had it, you had it first. Yeah. Right. So, but th what they would tell that person is, we'll give you an account that says like the real Tyler Jeffrey, or I guess what they're saying is the important Tyler Jeffrey, okay. you know, the famous Tyler Jeffrey, and then do the blue check mark. But they would say it to you like you're an important enough person culturally, whatever, that people would try to create an account tricking people that they are yeah. you. Mm -hmm. And so for that reason, they would give you the blue check mark so people. So when you were writing it, they they people knew it came from the person they thought it was. Yeah. Right. So like my name's Skip Martin. There's a famous uh, sax jazz sax guy or jazz guitarist or whatever name Skip Martin is. So if you Google Skip Martin, it's this guy that comes up. So he probably should have a blue check mark so nobody thinks that that I'm the the jazz musician or whatever. I don't know. But I don't even use I didn't even use Skip Martin. Our our Instagram was based on a cigar store Indian, Chief Hava, right? And, and anybody in the store would be would at any given time could post to that MySpace account as hey, Chief Hava is saying kind of like Big Tex or you know, yeah, Kip's Big cool. Boy or whatever. It was like a character for the cigar store so that the cigar store Indian was telling you what the deals were this week or this is what's going on or whatever. Chief Hava says. Right. So that's where that name came from. Um, eventually it just became my Twitter account. But um, like on Facebook or Instagram, let's say I'm let me let's say I'm Nick Perdomo, right? Is does Nick Perdomo need a blue check mark? Everybody knows Nick Perdomo. They know who he is. Yeah. Right? His account is Perdomo cigars or Nick Perdomo. And I mean, he's posting pictures of himself. He's posting pictures in, in his life. Anyone who knows any different knows it's him. So I guess if somebody went out there and started making like seven or eight other Nick Perdomo accounts and started posting, you know, crazy shit and that made, that made people upset because they thought it was him. 
Um, like like this guy that pretends to be me on Facebook that brings up political shit all the time. You know, so like that account, I could maybe if I went to Facebook and said, "Hey, I've got you know forty thousand followers or whatever." Um, but there's this guy with eighteen hundred followers that's getting more and more followers because they think it's me, and he's saying shit that's that's hurting my reputation. Then I would I would say Meta or someone would go, you know what? Uh, we know you're the famous Nick Perdomo of Perdomo Cigars. We're going to give you a blue check mark, so people so so people know these other seven accounts are not you. But we can't Ooh. take we can't take down their accounts, right? But because on Instagram or whatever, it's a unique name. And and yeah. they own they own that name or whatever, so that's that's to me what the blue check mark is. It's so if I'm looking for content from Nick Perdomo, I know I'm getting it from the real Nick Perdomo or whatever, or Carlito Fuente or whoever, right? No one gives a shit if it's the real Skip Martin, right? <laughs> I mean, you know, like I have my account; it's not even really my name. I've had it for years and years and years. I've established my street cred. It seems to me people who get blue check marks, especially if you're paying for it. I mean, not the $15 a month is that much money, but you're basically saying it's, it's almost like buying yourself a, it's like buying yourself. It's like, it's like paying a fee. Say, Hey, American express, please give me the black card. I'll pay whatever. I'll, I'll pay 10,000 because I want to have the black card or the whatever. First, yeah. And it's like, I don't know. It's almost like a, a purchased status. Oh, no, one, no, no, yeah, one's why, yeah. no one's confusing you with anyone else. No one that matters. But if, if you have 12,000 followers and you have a blue check mark, then maybe when you give you know, somebody famous in some other field your, or you comment on someone else's thing and they go, oh, this is a blue check mark guy. Maybe I should pay attention to him. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, and you can see when they had the blue check mark. So you could see, oh, March 2023, oh, you bought it. Right. It tells you when you got the blue check mark. It reminds me of the Dr. Seuss thing with the um, where the, there's like these these things, the the uh, I forget what the lummoxes or whatever they were. They lived on an island, and then a little shyster shows up with the machine. Uh, oh yeah that puts a star on their stomach and that's what makes them uh better than the other ones that's not the lorax right or lumineers or something no i don't know dom dom what are we talking about i don't i don't teach the the doctor the doctor seuss story with this the star on the stomach i don't know It's it's a moral allegory about racism so i do know dr seuss's name is supposed to be pronounced soys but no one knows him as Dr. Soyce, so no one's going to change it. No. Dr. Seuss. He got canceled. Anyway, so. My point is, if, if, the, if the, the creatures born with a star on their stomach are special, which they're not. I mean, it's like skin color or anything else. It's like there's probably idiots and smart people in every group. But if having a blue check mark made you special or famous, and then every, anybody can just buy it, then the ones that will become special are the ones that's, that are so famous. They're like, I'm not paying $15. It's like, how do you know this is me? It's like, I don't, either you do, or you don't, I don't care. Uh, you know? Sneetches. S N E. The, the Sneetches. Yeah. Uh, 
um, Green Star on Their Bellies. Yeah, you should read that, uh, Dom. It's about racism and prejudice. Nietzsche's get stitches. The entrepreneur's name is Sylvester McMonkey, McBean. Call himself Fix It Up Chappie. And then, so some people are born with stars. They sell them that people without stars, they can buy them with a star on machine for three bucks. But it upsets the original star belly sneeches because they're in danger of losing their special status. Yeah, so exactly. So being able to pay $15 for a blue check mark is upsetting the star belly sneeches that are that got it the organic way, I guess. Okay, I don't want to go too much longer over an hour because I will have to edit some of this. But Tyler, let's talk real quick. View so horny. What's up? You posted the the blend, correct? Uh, no, I just well, um, the rappers broadleaf. Did you post the bind binder? No, but we've talked about. It. Like I said before, I think if you listen to enough of the podcast, I've mentioned several of the components, so you have to piece it together. I'm not gonna. Oh, okay. Well, okay. He's being mysterious. Skip. Did you? Um, talk. Try to talk him out of using the binder he used, or because no. it's a small project, you thought it would be good as long as it tasted good and combusted well. Yeah, it's like two. I talked him out of the size. He was going to do a six by sixty, which you know is ba- is basic, basically stupid because there's not enough strength in viso to carry a sixty ring gauge cigar. No, the six by sixty. It was one of the four sizes we did. I never was going to, you suggested trying that. I never, I was never going to go with that. I don't smoke six by six. You're, you're saying, four you're saying I suggested it? Yeah, that was one of the four sizes you suggested. No. What I said was make a cigar where they're all the same ring gauge, but different lengths. And you said 60. No. Yeah. Okay. Which one of us demonstrates character uh, evidence of brain damage? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I had a, tra- a traumatic brain injury. Okay, right. So you had brain cancer. So when I tell you that this is the way it happened, you just have to trust me, Algernon. Okay. Um, no, I mean, I did say I wanted to do, I wanted an extra half an inch, but still called the four by two. Maybe you heard that before? That's what she said, yeah. yeah the extra inch matters. Um, but, uh, man, that it's smoking really good in that uh and I told you four five two rhymed with two live crew. So if you're yeah. gonna call this be so horny. Yeah, I'll give no here's the thing. And I don't I skip, I don't think you remember all the details, or maybe I'm getting them wrong. But I remember you everything. Up, you came up with the uh with the all viso. That was you. You said if you're gonna call something viso horny, all the fillers should be viso. I think that was that was very smart. I love that idea. That seems like common sense, right, Dom? Well, <laughs> yeah. I didn't know it would taste good if it was all viso. You know what I'm saying? Like people would ask why it's named that way if it or anything else. Well, there's well, visos that act like lajeros and there's visos that act like secos, but right? There's visos that have strength and there's visos that have that burn really well. So there's different. Anyway, go ahead. No, yeah. So this is where I want to give Skip credit is he came up. This is, he came up with the all viso filler. Um, I picked out the individual leaves. Uh, Skip suggested leaves, a wrapper swap. Not leaves. Leaves. Um, Skip Le- suggested a wrapper swap. 
swap originally. However, Chief <laughs> is Chiefs. Still an F. Sorry, go ahead, Tyler. Thank you. Um, he came up with the... Uh, uh, what is the plural of Queef? <laughs> hey! Call that callback, folks. Uh, <laughs> is it Queeves? Queeves. S- I think S- keep the F on that. Um, if it's plural, you got bigger problems. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> uh, no, I was going to give Skip credit, but, you know, he's... Uh, yeah, And then, yeah, so... What's what you got more questions? Um, what do you want? What do you want from me here? No, I thought you're gonna give Brandon credit for designing. Oh, yeah, I was gonna, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, did you yeah, do so the sticker? I designed it Skip with, designed. with a pencil on paper, and I think he did the artwork. Yeah, yes. Uh, I was also referring to the not really connected, but the, the album rhino. cover. Yeah, there's so the rhino, cover and then the rhino. Wait, who did the rhino? No, Brandon, Brandon did the rhino. That was, based on, that was based on what? Just like a rhinos having horns, I think. Okay. So, um, and then, uh, uh, yeah, so Skip designed the the label. Brandon took the the label and then put it on the computer. And then he added the bottom part, which says like, kind of like some of the, the brand or the, some of the... Uh, info about it and then uh yogi i think i think next we're going to do an all seco cigar and it's going to be called low t low t yeah i'll go with that uh low 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 testosterone low t and tyler um and uh could an all seco cigar be good or would it just be empty or void of flavor it could be good i've known people who've tried to do that all seco um and then uh yeah then yogi my man yogi he made me that dope ass sign i gotta post that sign i haven't really shown anybody because i didn't want to show anybody the label um skip actually was the first one to post the label of it um i was kind of keeping that in my back pocket but uh um, hey, so these aren't the when, questions people want to answer to tyler no this is what dom yeah people then, uh, people want to know is it good yes yes when is it coming out August, it will be ready in August, but I always, I, I've been adding September on it just because stuff. The, the answer is it's ready when it's ready. It's, yes. Thank you, this, Skip. This year. It'll be the ready. Next, the next question is, how can I buy them? I haven't figured that out yet. I don't know if I do a website or if people. Would you have to like become a business and no, no. To be able to. Okay. You can you can be a um, I mean you still have to claim it on your taxes right yeah so you just do on your Schedule C you just do I'm a sole proprietor you know you don't have to operate under an LLC or anything like that that's the legal way right yeah which if the government's tracking everybody's PayPal and Venmos and whatever that might be something you want to I mean technically you can't sell tobacco with a in a lot of places without a retail without a tobacco permit like in texas you would have to have a tobacco permit um but you know non-technically you could have the cigars come into cigar hustler and they could fulfill the orders for you for a percentage or something or small batch maybe no I, i've had yeah i mean i've had people come out reach out to me but 
Um, this is, I'll just keep it selling myself. Um, fuck, I got a P2. Hold on. Will fit perfectly in a, uh, in a, you know, a fixed rate, small postal, or even in a, in a first class, what is, you know, it's a couple bucks to ship at first class postal, whatever. And you just tell people, Hey, I'll, I'll sell you a 10 pack for whatever. I, I gave for Tyler a bad for time. Bucks. I gave him a bad time telling him what he should do with his money because I thought it needed a band on them. I like that it's a 10 pack and I think the packaging works without a band. Cause I know that would be an extra cost and then you have to. Yeah. Yeah. Just do a Maso without labels and, and put the sticker on it. That's yeah. I agree with that. Then put a Rhino. I was, sticker. I was just really against it because I wanted, like if I hand that to somebody, they're not going to know what it is, but I'm Doesn't, probably not going to give it to somebody. I'm going to smoke it myself. But those who know, know. All right. You know, Tyler's taking a tinkle right now. Skip, I have like one more question and then I'm going to start editing. Uh, Segundos, I've been seeing some shops uh, have some like you buy a buy a box and you get some Segundos. Is that a recent thing or have you guys been doing that for a while? Where the shops actually well, have the Segundos? Well, historically, we only sold Segundos at the factory. And there were a few retailers that came to the factory and bought the Segundos and then took them back to their stores and sold them or gave them away or whatever. So we had, then we started having other retailers say, how do I get Segundos? I want to sell them. And we said, look, we don't really want to sell Segundos because that's dumb. Because if you've got a guy who's buying, you know, $8 Cro-Magnon EMHs, why would you sell him a $4 segundo right because then he's just going to start buying that and then you then your sales are going to drop off so we also have a lot of customers people who say give us swag give us discounts give us whatever so i can incentivize people trying these cigars and so what i said is look uh if someone comes and buys a box of cigars and you want to give them five segundos instead of ten dollars off that sounds like a good deal so We'll sell you Segundo. If you put in a, you know, a $3,000 order, we'll sell you $300 worth of Segundos or whatever. So then you can provide free goods with a purchase, which is kind of better than a discount. Right. Um, and our Segundos really, some of them, I mean, like today I was, I was stocking a, a humidor with Wonderless Segundos and they're really, really ugly, um, really blotchy. But, but a lot of times, like you can barely tell the difference between, the, the segundo if you don't really have a trained eye right and, and and theoretically when you're smoking it it tastes absolutely the same because it came from the same batch it just looks ugly it's like when eggs come out if they don't if they don't have you know if, if they have a blotch on them or whatever then they're you know you grade the egg differently than it's not a grade a egg or whatever right it's a grade c egg or a grade b egg but it, but it doesn't mean that once you crack it open that the, the quality of the egg is any different right yeah um it's not like it has two yolks in it or something that's a different grade or a beak or a beak yeah a fetus of chicken fetus but um so that we have especially around events we've said look we'll come to the event and the, the deal we're going to do the we're not going to discount cigars at the event you, know, you get 10 percent off when you buy a box 
because there's not really enough cigars out there to give you to give you a discount because it is what it is. But if you buy a box, we'll give you, you know, five cigars or 10 cigars or whatever of segundos. And on the other end of the spectrum, people have been buying the LEs and saying, I'm not really going to sell the LEs, but if you buy a box of Cro-Magnon EMH, I'll give you three black Irish. Or if you buy, yeah. um, you know, whatever, you know, that's also kind of smart too, I think, because there's really not enough of that to go around. Yeah. Um, I think it's cool that uh, Mike's when he does events, he'll, he'll bring like a couple bundles of Wonderlust, And uh, people are just so excited to try that. And it really... Um, for the for the people who aren't like big cigar guys, like I think it influences them to buy it, not influence, but it encourages them to buy a box so then they can try something that they can only get in Germany. It's something special to add on. I think it is really cool. And I've seen people go crazy for it. Yeah. So. Yeah. So hopefully it answers your question. Yeah. My last one was about Candela cigars. I really like Candela cigars. Um, I know from a processing standpoint, the wrapper, it's the quickest. So I think it makes sense business-wise for more companies to try to do Candela. It's just, if there's not a market for it, you're not going to do it. Have you tried blending? I know you blend inside out, but starting with a Candela, um, just a separate blend from the Fomorian. I mean, the only, the only, there would be two guidelines. One would be make it a, a you know, don't make it a, a thin ring gauge cigar because mm-hmm. because then a wrapper is overwhelming. Um, that's my opinion. I mean, I've, I've seen Lancero Candelas and stuff. Maybe people like that. I don't. The other thing would be to use really strong tobaccos so that it basically doesn't taste like a Candela. So that's how you, you know, if you, if you, that's how you make a good Candela. But so I, I like that little bit of grassiness. So if I took the the Neanderthal 60 ring gauge Neanderthal and put a, a Candela wrapper on it, it would be fire because it meets those two rules, right? Oh. But, um, you, you know, the thing is, Candela is not easy to get. I mean, if you're if you're Christian Aroa or Julio, uh, uh, Justo Aroa, um, they grow a lot of Candela to sell in Honduras. But in Nicaragua, there's almost nobody growing Candela. Placencia and then uh, Noxa or uh, but, but uh, most most of that tobacco comes from Ecuador because it's really Ecuador, Connecticut, or Ecuador Habano that's processed as Candela. Um, but unless and you know a, a lot of times it's just hard to get. Mm. Ironically, I mean it's not super expensive, but um, it's not cheap either. I think the last time we bought Candela, we got charged a we got ripped off, but we only needed like, you know, a hundred pounds of it. So it didn't really matter in the end, but why, why would it be more expensive if it's so just because they know you need it and you don't have it. It's, it's not about, you know, it's not about what it should cost. It's about, you know, we have it, you don't. So if you want it, this is the price. It's like, okay, there's people who have good tobacco. They won't sell it to you just because they don't want to sell it to you. You know, so um, I was talking to Mike about this the other day is uh, the place where we used to buy Candela. Um, you know, it's not as readily we don't have the same kind of relationship we, we, we've always had with them. So I don't know how hard it's going to be to get going forward. But I mean, would you we, ever we, yeah. hard, we hardly make any. I mean, we make less than 10,000 Candela cigars a year. So 
Would you ever release uh, the Cro-Mag in Connecticut? No, probably not. I mean, the, uh, no. Okay. Oh, you have any closing thoughts? I would never say never, but probably not. We already have a good Connecticut in the intemperance line. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. That's, uh, yeah. Um, Okay. Somebody um, messaged or asked a question about the, uh, I don't know if you saw it, Dom, about the the Craft 2023. Um, I know you talked a little bit about. Uh, how about that cigar? It was a uh, E-Man, BLT E-Man asked about it. Um, yeah, so it was, the, it was the Casa Torres blend, and um, where well, the accents are going to be Ecuador Habano, but um, I just did the blending samples. I don't know if I'm going to like it or whatever, and um, if we do, you know, the goal would be to try to get it out before the end of the year, but, you know, you never know. Yeah. All right. Okay. Was that the Casa Torres? I, I had a couple questions. Okay, real quick, Dom. Okay. I'm sorry. We can um, make this a two-hour episode. All right. No, I'll skip. Uh, man, I don't know sometimes about you, so I hope these questions you won't get mad about. <clears throat> I want to ask a question. I want to know if it's overrated, underrated, or properly rated. All by right. what? By what stand? When you say underrated, you mean like generally the public? Yeah, or in your opinion, what do you think? So, do you think like Franklin Barbecue is properly rated? Is it overrated? Is it underrated? I don't definitely don't think it's underrated. I've never had it, so I can't. I think it's properly. I think it's you know, there's no excess hype. I mean, the what you think it is, it is. Um, I think that people who go, oh man, I want to go to Franklin's when I come to Austin, used to be the people who say, I got to go to Salt Lake when I come to Austin. And there's 10 other places that are as good or better that you don't have to wait in a line for, right? So I wouldn't say it's overrated. Okay, yeah, because, like, I bring a lot of, like, we went to Style Switch on Sunday, and I bring it to work, like, oh, where'd you go? And I go, Style Switch. I'm like, it's, it's you go there, you don't have to wait in line. I think Style Switch is underrated, yeah. Yeah, I definitely think so, too, because it's, it's, like, it's not, like, a lot of people here want like the hipster or like the super like it's been around for a million years kind of thing. But okay, it's next, like next 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 question. Okay. Um uh the oasis. Um it's more unknown than most people don't even know about it. You know, well okay. I would say it's it's not over or underrated. Okay. Uh Bucky uh, Bucky's. It's a good gas station, it's pretty awesome. It's okay. properly rated. Mike hates it. Um, Chewy's. Why, why does Mike hate it? Because he thinks it's like a Walmart. I took a picture of him leaving a Bucky's, but he won't. He doesn't like stopping at him. Like, I mean, if the gas is twenty five cents cheaper, then it's a good gas station. If, if or you know, if you like the bu- the Bucky's nuggets or whatever, it's if you're on a long road trip and you want some snacks, they're you know different. It's it's pretty cool. But well, yeah, for someone who didn't like it, he did walk out with a bag full of shit. Okay, what's the next one? Um, H-E-B. You this said like Chewy's. Awesome. You said Chewy's. Oh, Chewy's. Yeah, Chewy's. Chewy's is overrated. I agree. Um, H-E-B. H-E-B. People love H-E-B down here. It's properly rated. It's the best chain rest, uh, train, chain grocery store in the world. And I've been to a lot I, of them. I agree. Um, all right. This is, this is different. This is more movie and music. And uh, so... Do you think Avatar 
is overrated or underrated? I mean, ticket sales speak for themselves, I guess. Properly rated. Okay. I just don't know how many people went back to, hey, last night I watched Avatar again. There's no, okay. Uh, I mean, the first the first one was technically, you know, pretty good. I mean, basically it was a religious story, right? It was Dancing with Wolves in Space. Yeah, yeah, kind of, yeah. Um, so, yeah, Avatar, I don't have an opinion, really. Uh, Wolf of Wall Street. It's good. It's good. Uh, Tupac. Oh, go on. Um, properly rated. Uh, Guns and Roses. Again, it's just all personal preference, but I mean, like if you take, like, for example, uh, Taylor Swift, I feel like is people go way crazy. So I would say she's overrated, but I like Taylor, Taylor, Taylor Swift. Yeah. I don't, I think like Rihanna's overrated. She doesn't write her no! own music. You got to write your own music. Okay. But you're, you're talking about subjective opinion. Like, th- like, for example, I think Elon Musk is overrated. I agree. Because, I mean, I think he's, 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 in, I think he has a very low tolerance for risk, which has led him to, and he had ca- access to a lot of capital. So it's led him to, to take some pretty bold chances on things that have worked out. Um, and he kind of saw it before other people did, which seems good, but like, Twitter does does it matter? You know, it's like it's like did if Elon Musk took over MySpace, does it matter? I mean, like the only thing Twitter mattered really to were trolls and and you know virtue signalers. I mean, they, they have no. I mean, most people who who are big people on Twitter never really even interact with their followers. It's not an engagement tool. It's a it's a platform for you know narcissism kind of so. Yeah, it, it, it makes sense. All negative and trolling, yeah. It makes sense that he took it over and he has, you know, high demands or whatever, and he's kind of crazy. So, but I think in general, as a business person, he's overrated. Just like uh, cryptocurrency, overrated. Um, working from home, uh, underrated. So, if you had a, if you had a business, and uh, if I had a want- business. Oh, I mean, if you had a, a business where remote work was a possibility, but you wanted to build an office culture, would you tell them they had to come back? <clears throat> Even though been it, it, it depends. I mean, I worked uh, remotely at Dell for years, and it depends on your job, right? That's pretty dope. Um, I I, wor- I think I worked at Dell for 15 years. I was remote for f- for 10 of that at least, so... Yeah, I'm a hater. I had to work. I had to go to work during COVID, so I'm a I'm a big time hater for people who get to work at well, home. Well, I mean, you can't really you can't really swing bags off of airplanes from home. I know, but you can't re- I, refuel planes from home. I'm still a hater, though. Well, that's the big thing is most people are jealous of it. Yeah. So I read this New York Times article about Chinese people and this thing called lying down is the translation. Cool. But it's basically like um, people who who went to really good schools and then they worked in this crazy, you know, 60, 70 hour week cult, you know, corporate jobs. And then they're like, fuck it. And then they went to work at a coffee shop, you know, or or cleaning cars or something like simple, the no brainer that less stress, you know, fixed hours. Um, 
So I think, you know, killing yourself for work is overrated. But that's me. All right. Guys, well, I, gotta, I think I, I think I think brands on clothes are overrated. Yeah. Like uh you know, Dom obviously gets this. He wears whatever free merch he got and some Wranglers, <laughs> some ironed Wranglers. Free merch. And then um he probably wears whitey tidies, I'm guessing. He's not a boxer guy. Boxer briefs. Oh, see, that's boxer briefs are underrated. They are. I, I don't know why there is any other type of underwear anymore, to be honest. That's well, for the future. A pair, wearing a new pair of socks every day. Underrated. <laughs> um, all right. Uh I missed I missed a uh question because it was a DM. Chip and Lonsdale said. Tyler, you're transitioning from Skib Jr. to Nick Malillo. I don't know the context. Do you understand how he's you're saying transitioning? He, he used to be a Skip fanboy. Now he's becoming a Nick fanboy. I don't know if it's a fanboy. It's just, is it the hats you're wearing now? I think I, I, like, to, I like to think of our relationship in this way, Dom. Have you ever seen Tommy Boy? Yes, but it's been a while. I'm Brian Dennehy, and Tyler is Tommy Boy, Chris Farley. Yeah, it's from Madison, Wisconsin. And John and Sean are like the David Spade character, right? Got it. Yeah, okay. What about Mike? Mike is like the HR lady. (laughs) So Tyler has a lot of um, potential unrealized potential he's a, a frozen waterfall potential That's energy a, there you go yeah yeah frozen water. Okay. he's he's a, a real estate investor and he's uh he's a dating expert now tyler i did forget how funny you were online until that uh visa horny video <laughs> the groom oh, oh yeah yeah, yeah. He, he, he does work hard at the memes, but this is a byproduct of uh, having hours and hours and hours between flights <laughs> at the airport. Uh, All right, guys, I got to go. Wait, time out. I got one more thing to say. It's going to take 30 minutes, Tyler. No, it's the last list. And- Hold on, Dom. I got questions for you. Ernest Hemingway, overrated or underrated? I think he's overrated. I think his life is underrated, but his writing is way William overrated. Fa- William Faulkner. I don't know enough to comment. Overrated. Um, Dr. Seuss. I think properly rated, but I don't know if he deserves the modern day backlash. Sesame Street. Ah, that Sesame Street skin. Interesting. Underrated. Stephen King. Underrated. Ooh. By by the current generation. Oh, for sure. By the yeah. Um, the lady that wrote Harry Potter. JK Rowling. Yeah. I haven't read any of the books. Overrated. What? Yeah. She basically wrote books for stupid people. Uh who's the person that wrote Twilight? Uh Stephanie Myers. That was a trick question. Thank the you, Tyler. You know that is. Uh, <laughs> well, he he read the books so he could pick up on chicks at the airport. Dom, that whole thing was a setup to get Tyler to, to admit he's a, like a fucking teenage girl in his culture, cultural. 
Well, I mean, he's wearing Crocs right now. I know. I will say this. Crocs over. He's like the least manly man you'll meet. Like, I don't care about that that manly shit. So, um, who needs testosterone, right, Tyler? I, exactly. All right, guys. All right, Dom. I can't Good talk. I, I, I can't believe I took the bait. For Shower the- thought at the end. Mushrooms in your yard. Are they weeds? That's all I got. They're fungus. They're fungus, Rock and roll. Yeah. Keep those cigars. Keep the cigars.